Hi, Errol. Hello and good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm so proud of you for staying so strong with this continuation because I'm starting to hear talk now. Whereas two, three years ago, this was the forbidden subject. What do you mean trafficking? You don't know what you're talking about. But finally, people are going, did you hear? And I owe a lot of it to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think most people know that black markets actually, these black and gray markets make up for almost half of the world's economy, and yet we know so little about them. And for you to get that information, I mean, you must have a heart of steel because, I mean, I can't imagine what you're going through emotionally. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, it takes a toll for sure. But at the end of the day, I think the people tend to think that I have a very sort of negative view of the world because I ha- I spend so much time in this in the underworld and the darkest corners. But actually, one of the things that has helped me tremendously is that see find humanity in everyone, even the people that you think are the worst of the worst, the criminals, the traffickers, that there is a way that we can connect. And there is a way in many cases to understand that the reason they do what they do is because of the lack of opportunities. It's about the inequality that exists in this world. And I think that's sometimes hard, but it also gives you more hope and a a better view of the world and more optimism. So you're saying that there is room for forgiveness here then? Absolutely. I mean, if you know that there's so many of the kids, I remember one of the first stories we did for Trafficked was about these cocaine smugglers. And we were interviewing 15, 16, 17 year olds who come from very poor backgrounds. And one of them wanted to be a dentist and had to go to university to become a dentist. It was his life dream, but he couldn't afford it. So in order to be able to save money and his family couldn't afford it to save money, he was carrying, he was doing this very dangerous route of carrying very heavy drugs, cocaine on his back, where he'd seen friends of is being killed from robbers and people trying to steal their merchandise. And he wasn't doing it because he was born one day and decided he wanted to be a criminal. He was doing it because he was trying to become, you know, to work in the legal economy and have a chance to actually work in the legal, in a legal economy, a legal way. Man. See, and I, I see so much of that un, unraveling here in our own country because all they want to do is survive. That's all we want to do. And what's it going to take to survive? Well, you may have to break some rules. Okay. Survival, yeah. survival. Yeah, I mean, that's the story for so many immigrants all around the world, right? That's many times the first, uh, the, you, don't, you don't have an opportunity to work legally or you can't, um, you know, you can, it's very hard to find a job. And sometimes that's your sort of stepping stone to get up and finally find yourself and find a footing. Of course, we don't condone illegal acts. We don't condone crime. And this show is not about condoning. It's about showing people what it's like in the underworld. But at the end of the day, if you don't understand people's motivations, we're truly never going to get to the to the core of the issue and to understanding why this happens. How do you gain access to the trust required to get to these players, to, to learn more about the business? Because they're not just going to sit around and play some sort of card game saying, hey, I, I, got, I got a story for you today. <laughs> You know, you'd be surprised, actually. I get a lot of direct messages um, on my social media from people who want to be on camera and who want to show me the sort of uh, illegal work they do. But yeah, I would say that for a lot of the topics we approach, I mean, we have one one episode this season about assassins. And that was an incredibly hard one because, like you said, people aren't just sitting on the corner waiting for us to go and interview us and tell us that they're assassins. But at the end of the day, I think there's a combination of factors. 
first place is the fact that they these sometimes these traffickers smugglers they're the best the best of what they do and they if their families don't even know what they do so we give them an opportunity to boast about their work then there's a sense of impunity particularly in places like mexico where i've traveled extensively and worked extensively where they don't see a downside to talking to the to, to an american channel like national geographic because there's police corruption mm -hmm. government corruption and then third most important reason it's a human characteristic we all share it is this need to be understood and uh, when I approach the people that I'm talking to I always tell them I'm here to understand you I'm, I'm here to at least try to understand you I'm here with curiosity and empathy and no judgment when you talk about the assassins one of the things that really still kind of shocks and surprises me are the people that hire the people to to kill somebody yeah. and they don't realize they're talking to an FBI agent or or somebody in the law <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, you know, that was big also here where we interviewed an assassin, but also we had the opportunity of traveling to South Africa, who has one of the highest uh, murder rates in the world at the hands of assassins. And really, we wanted, we met several assassins, spent time with one in particular, and realized that, again, very poor neighborhood, comes from a, a life of a lot of violence around him. Uh, we were more interested in sort of climbing that ladder and trying to figure out who are the people who are paying him for those assassinations, because I think you know, at the end of the day, so much of the blame lies on them. You know, we, we, we blame so much of the trafficking on, on these high, you know, criminals, you know, that, you know, oh my God, they're evil, evil, evil. But I'm learning through my own personal studies to try to understand what trafficking is and how it affects us. But there are some religious groups that are getting involved in this in the way of they do traffic some of their own. Yeah, you know, it's a subject matter that I've been fascinated by and really want to explore. We haven't yet, so... This might be a great idea that you just gave us that people are actually interested in it. Yeah. But once again, for you to step into that, I would love to be a fly on the wall when you sit down with your with your directors and your writers and, and to really put something together because you've got so much information. How much of it is sitting on the floor that we may never get to see? Oh, you have no idea. So much air. I think we film, I don't know, about... 40, 50, 60 hours wow. for 45 minute television episodes. So there's a lot, a lot of stories to be told about the behind the scenes as well. See, and I, I guess I, as a journalist and as a broadcaster, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see because I mean, it, it, to me, it's not about the ratings. To me, it's all about, I want to know the story. Yeah. Yeah, the, the conversations that are had with, you know, even the assassins and the traffickers and all of these people when the cameras aren't rolling sometimes or even what happens after. You know, I've gotten to situations where before I started filming somebody, they told me basically they they threatened us and they told us, look, I don't care if you say you're a journalist, if I find out you're fed or if I find out you're like undercover law enforcement you guys are all dead and they show us their weapon it happened on this one of the first interviews we did with one of the assassins in los angeles Jeez. and so there's a lot that goes on to even before the cameras start rolling mm -hmm. how do you sleep at night <laughs> again i do think I get, i'm able to connect with people and see the humanity and see that there is a way to reach to to reach these people and to understand that if we do give them an opportunity and if we don't have broken immigration systems broken broken health care if if our societies and our governments work as they should these black markets wouldn't exist. With you being so up close and personal with every one of these people, I, what one of the most difficult things would have to be that, Kate, because they don't want to know that you're working with the Fed, but they want to study where you've been. They, they want to learn what you've learned. How, how do you keep oh, yeah. it to yourself or keep it close to your chest? You mean law enforcement? Yeah. That they want to know? Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people ask us that. 
there's a very, very healthy separation in this country between the press and law enforcement, which I'm very happy about. Also, I believe it's not that the law enforcement doesn't know this is, is happening. You know, when we film drugs being transported across the border, it's not as if they're not fully aware that this is happening. And our jobs as journalists is to seek the truth and to shine the light yeah. into these issues and hope that law enforcement and our governments around the world watch our show. Have people come to you to to learn more about how it is that you do what you do? In other words, you're such a great leader and a great teacher. All the time. I mean, everything from young journalists that are inspired to do journalism because they watch the show, which makes me so happy because I do think we need more investigative journalists in the world. But also sometimes we're, you know, we have uh, law enforcement that reaches out to us, not because they want to know our sources, because we would never reveal our sources ever, but because they want to do training and they want to find out what sort of knowledge I have in my years of reporting on, for example, drug trafficking. And I think that's super interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a broadcast instructor, and I always point to you when, when they tell me, yeah, I just want to get some YouTube videos up. No, what you need to do is you need to learn journalism and start sharing real, honest-to-God stories and the, get into the real adventure of investigating a story. Yeah. And it all starts with whatever you're passionate about. I always tell people, you know, black markets aren't for everyone. Not everyone wants to go out and interview an assassin, but there's something out there that you're passionate about. And as a young journalist... Um, I remember having this this knowledge that, okay, this is what I want to do and this is what I have to yeah. go after. So find what you're passionate about and go after it. Well, I love your strength. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Oh, thank you, Ara. I love being here. Will you be brilliant, okay? Thank you.